Welcome to FBC's Roundtable Discussion. We invite you to join us as we delve into different accounts and lessons in the Bible. We hope this discussion will encourage you, cause you to think, and draw you to a closer walk with Christ. And now, on to today's discussion. I did a poll in my Instagram stories last week about soul winning and witnessing and it was majority of people are terrified to witness mm -hmm. to like lay out the gospel and lead like actually do soul winning and lead someone to the lord like it was pretty astounding like how many people oh, i don't have my phone i was gonna say I could pull up the poll and see what it came out to but it was definitely majority of people like are terrified <laughs> and i get that because i was too yeah. I literally used to go to the bathroom during invitation time because I was so scared I might have to lead someone to the Lord. <laughs> and and that's, that, that's what that, the reason that, that the, the story of Kumar's family really made an impact on me tonight because his dad used to be a Hindu, uh, his son, uh, that Kumar called him a Hindu terrorist, where he got he and his mom got saved. But their dad was was abusing them and persecuting them, and he would go out and find those that were preaching on the streets and and beat them, and would be part of that group until he got saved, and and now he goes out and he gets beaten. But he said, he said, I, I did my I did my time when I was beating others preaching Christ. Now it's my turn, yeah. and and it said they go out three times a week. In fact, we prayed for him a while back. But he was in the hospital after being beaten, broken legs and broken ribs and all that stuff. And, and uh, that, that happened because he was preaching the gospel. Uh, but, but uh, you know, it's, it, it boggles my mind that, that it says they, they, they don't hesitate. They go out three times a week um, knocking doors and uh, to, to personally talk to people. And most people, they're, they're Hindus. And the only reason they let him in is because his, his first name is Ganesh which is a, the name of a Hindu god, so they assume he's Hindu, so they let him in the door. And then he gives him his testimony, and, and you know, then they're, they're at risk of being beaten or persecuted, or, uh, but they go, even though they know they're gonna get beaten, even though they know that, that there's that, that, that chance, and not even a small chance, you know, but we're too afraid. Yeah. Well, I think there's a big blessing with the Romans Road, like having the Romans Road track, but then there's also the dark side of it in that, like, I would not, I was terrified to lead somebody to the Lord because I didn't have all of this memorized. You know, like, mm -hmm. I thought that the Lord would not be able to use me because I didn't have the Romans road mapped out in my head. I didn't know if I was going to be able to relay that to somebody. That's one of my biggest concerns is I don't have Romans road memorized at all i don't either i but, have it mapped but, out now but that's what google's for <laughs> i mean does the romans road track kind of set christians up to to like i know it can be a great tool to hand to somebody but it also is like well if i can't do it romans road perfect then i'm not going to do it at all instead well, of just trusting the lord the romans road to, isn't the perfect way to do it it's a simple way to do it yeah it's but it's it's it, it can be abused and misused just as much as it can be used to to reach somebody for Christ. Because if you give somebody a one, two, three, okay, follow the steps, repeat after me, okay, you're on your way to heaven. 
they have they've not placed their faith and trust in anything and that's 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 the the real danger of it um i got a ton of messages on instagram there is a lot of people that have strong feelings about romans road it, like they feel like you're trying to pump out cookie cutter christians um i well, had somebody well, yeah, kind of disciples <laughs> not had, in the way that they mean it yeah i, I know i know Someone said that you're using scare tactics to get people to make a profession of faith, you know, by like. Well, but that's the reason I mean. why like you the don't. The reality is, hell is a terrible place. But you also don't beat them over the head with it. Right. It's. You don't go after them with Romans Road until they've come to you and said, something is wrong. Please help me. That's building a relationship with a person. I got that a lot. A lot of people said you should have a relationship with someone before you ever hand them a track. That's not necessarily true. Yeah, but that, that's not necessarily true. But if you do have a relationship, it's going to be easier to go into these verses. It's going to be able to. Oh, yeah. It's going to be easier to talk about well, things. But we can't always do that. I mean, there's how many millions of people like, well, like, that need to hear the gospel? You've said it from the pulpit numerous times. The likelihood of you knocking on someone's door and saving them by door knocking is so is so infinitesimally small compared to you having a relationship with someone, inviting them to church, and them knowing someone in the church that cares for them, and they continue yeah. continue to come back and hear the word and get saved through that way, than for you to knock on the door and say, "Hey." I think you should get saved today. Right. And I, I mean, you like we don't to go to heaven and not help. We tonight. don't do that. We we just invite them to church and with the hopes that <laughs> well, we can have that conversation. Well, 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 when, when, when we go, when I go, when I go out, I go out with the intent of introducing ourselves, introducing inviting the church, them to church, inviting them to church, and and looking for an opportunity. Right. And and if that opportunity, because not everybody's wants, not everybody's going to. Want, want to hear in fact the majority of them don't but if that opportunity is there i absolutely take it yes. you know? and it could be the first time i meet that person and yeah. it doesn't mean god hasn't already prepared them and they i'm not the 15th person that god's put in their way and they've heard the gospel already and there and, and that's happened um so anyways this is and all. speaking of introducing ourselves uh, <laughs> for those that are joining in this is a closer walk podcast this is our monthly roundtable discussion and if you haven't caught on yet, we're going to be talking about the Romans Road this evening. So I'm Dan Kimball, um, song leader, IT guy, everything around here. And I am Jessica Richards. I am the wife to Pastor Rob Richards. Um, and you usually find me in the nursery or the kitchen here. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm the lucky guy that got, got to marry my wife, uh, Jessica Richards. I'm the pastor for Rob Richards, and I've been the pastor here for the last five years. And I am James Damon. I am one of the deacons here. Um, I am also the uh, guy that you've heard as the Sound Booth Musings guy. Alrighty. Glad to have everybody here tonight. Hope that this is a blessing. Pastor Rob, you want to open us in prayer? Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that uh, we can gather together in fellowship around your word. Lord, that we can uh, discuss these, uh, these important truths. Uh, Lord, especially tonight as we're talking about evangelism and uh, reaching the, the world for, for Christ, Lord, that is absolutely a necessity, Lord. And I pray that you just guide our words, 
um, God, our thoughts. I pray that everything that we do and say brings honor and glory to you and, and to your word. I pray that you would help us to, uh, to be truthful, Lord, and, uh, and, to just, and to be honest, Lord, as, as your spirit leads us, Lord, may we be a help to, to maybe to somebody uh, who's on the fence about whether or not they can or should be telling others about Christ. Lord, I, I ask that you would just bless this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so what is this Romans road we're talking about? <laughs> Let's get into some scriptures. <laughs> All right. Um, I get one, of the, one of the things that we're talking about, and, and I actually wanted to mention this, for, I haven't said it yet, but um, I read a study this last week um, that's talking about evangelism. And uh, it was uh, Lifeway, it was, it was put out by Lifeway. Uh, the people they asked were all people that, that go to church. Uh, they, uh, uh, they, could, they asked people that went to church at least once a month, um, but there were, obviously they, there were people that went to church more. 80% um, of people they asked uh, felt that, um, that it was a command of scripture. It was, it was their responsibility uh, to share the gospel uh, with other people. Um, um, of that 80%, only 60% um, felt that they knew enough of the word of God, uh, the Romans road and so on and so forth, uh, to be able to do that. Um, and, but, but out of all of them, only uh, about 20% of people actually went out in the last six months and invited, just invited somebody to church. Um, uh, it, one of the problems we see in, in, in America today um, in Christianity is that the, the, while we would all agree, or most of us would agree, uh, that God has commanded us to get the faith, get our faith out there, meaning uh, invite people to Christ, um, preaching the gospel, um, we've been given the Great Commission. Um, uh, while we've been given that command, uh, many times we don't do it. Uh, in fact, the vast majority of Christians um, are either afraid to share the faith or um, or don't know how to share the faith. Um, in fact, my wife did a poll this week on, uh, on, on her Instagram. Yeah. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So, confession, <laughs> I, um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be looking, but anyways. Just look at um, so, what had happened was um, I had shared my Instagram stories <laughs> when I was fairly young in the faith. Um, my husband at the time was the associate pastor. I was terrified about like the thought of leading somebody to the Lord. Like that terrified me. Um, and it wasn't because I didn't think that like I couldn't use the Romans road to do that. It was just like I was worried that I wouldn't have the right words to say. They might ask a question and I don't know the answer. Or I could set them up for a lifetime of thinking that they're saved and they're like actually not really saved. Um, like so bad to the point where um, the previous pastor, Pastor Williams, he would be like getting ready to do invitation. And you would see like a lot of people going forward and crying. I'm like, oh my goodness, someone's gonna get saved. I am going to go to the bathroom. I am going to go to the nursery. I think I hear my baby crying. Like I was terrified to lead somebody to the Lord. Um, praise God, I've gotten over that because that was just like, I don't know. I needed to just get over myself, I guess. Um, but something that really helped me, um, and it was actually given to, a tip given to me at Bible study was um, to keep a track of the Romans road, like in your Bible, like exactly where the Romans road starts. And the person had suggested that like you map out like verse to verse, like what verse to go to. So I know this probably doesn't happen for most people, um, 
you know, on a weekly basis, but for like a pastor's wife or for like a woman in ministry and a male in ministry, the reality is, is like when you're sitting in church and someone goes forward and they're crying, you know, and if it's a female, <laughs> more than likely the pastor's wife is going to be called on to like go into a separate room with them, talk with them, pray with them, you know, see if maybe they're going forward because they want to get saved. Um, so something that's helped me to feel more confident in um, leading someone to the Lord is having the Romans road like mapped out in my Bible. Like I literally have it highlighted in blue that I start here and I have my track um, right there. Funny story, out of all the people I've led to the Lord, I've actually never even used the Romans road. <laughs> even though I have it mapped out, but it never goes that way. But I think it just goes to show like if someone's going to get saved and the Lord's going to use you to like point that person to him, like he's going to give you the words to say and the verses to use. But you got to be willing to do it. You mentioned you were afraid. Why were you afraid? Um, my biggest fear was that I wouldn't have the right verses and they wouldn't understand the verses and that I wouldn't be able to explain the verses in a way that they would understand. And my biggest fear was them walking out of the sanctuary thinking that they're saved when they're really not. Like they, You can hear these verses all the time and be like, yeah, 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 I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But there's something with salvation where that knowledge like sinks down to your heart. And so my biggest fear was somebody like walking out of this sanctuary thinking that they're saved just because they'd read some verses that they agreed with, but like their heart wasn't like completely invested in it. And then thinking, I'm good for life. Right. right. Uh, so uh, I guess what talk about the Romans Road, and that's kind of the, the it's part of the topic, I guess. Um, what is the Romans Road? Why do we use the Romans Road? Um, and it's, and you don't and something we've already said. I just want to say this at the out front. Um, the Romans Road is a, just a list of verses that could be used for, uh, to to lead somebody to the Lord. Uh, you don't have to use every single one of them. And uh, in fact, there are many, many, many other passages of scripture. Um, it's just something that's been, I don't even know when it was coined. Uh, you know, when it was first came out, it's probably in the last hundred years or so. Uh, somebody, you know, put it down because it sounds really good. Um, but alliteration. The, uh, yeah, alliteration and nice, nice, uh, nice easy steps. Soul winning for dummies. Uh, uh, how, how to get <laughs> saved. Um, uh, and, and honestly, there's a lot of backlash also right, uh, uh, with it as well. Uh, people think that um, it's a one, two, three, repeat after me kind of way of leading people to Christ. Yeah. Um, so while that, and while I think it's really good, and I'll talk about, we'll, we'll talk about in, in a minute why it's good. There's also a danger that we, if it's used and abused, um, uh, well, it's exactly what Jess said would, would happen. Uh, somebody might. Um, Okay, I agree with those verses. Okay, I'm saved, and and there's there's a danger. Well, and that. the biggest, I mean, the biggest thing that you can say about it is that you could use any of these verses that that are that are salvation based and have somebody think that oh, I repeated those words, I said those words, so I'm saved. Right. I mean, how many people use the Lord's Prayer and think that right. they're just fine? Yeah. Uh, it has a lot, a lot more to do with the substance of what you're talking about while using those verses, versus the, 
you know, the, the step-by-step approach. It, I, I, I don't agree. Uh, I don't teach the step-by-step approach. Like, okay, do you agree you're a sinner? Okay, let's move on to the next step. It's uh, each one of those verses brings out a truth that that that, that is counter counter to everything that that uh, that we believe as just as, as man. Um, but it teaches us what the Bible uh, teaches us about ourselves and about God. Um, and but uh, uh, people don't like that. And sometimes it takes time for that to work. It isn't going to be I knock on your door. And well, in, in most cases, I'm not going to knock on somebody's door and then walk away in 10 minutes having won somebody to the Lord and their life has changed. They may have, I could talk them into praying a prayer. In fact, I've seen that happen. Um, it, 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 and there are times when, there's been times when, the, when God had prepared that person ahead of time. I wasn't the first person to, to give the gospel to him. Um, I, I can remember times specifically with my dad. I opened up the door. My, my dad knocked on the door. Uh, she, the woman opened the door. And, and just tears streamed down her face. Um, she'd been praying that somebody would come and show her how to get to heaven. Um, and, and other people had witnessed to her before. Uh, but I've seen other times when, when it was almost like the person I was with was twisting their arm trying to get them to to believe and they just they, they didn't believe and, and and they were almost ready to say a prayer just to get us to leave and that's not that's not a soul that's been brought to christ um through faith so um but uh and going back to your comments you know that these verses tie in they go counter they're counter to what we think as people you know so the very first verse or one of the first verses is romans three ten. you know as it is written there's none righteous, no, not one. Mm. And so many people, they look at themselves on the human measuring stick. I'm good enough. Yeah, yeah. and I'm good enough. You know, it, you know, God's going to look at my good points. Well, if there even is a God, he's going to look at my good, my bad, and right. my good's going to outweigh my bad, and he's going to let me into heaven. Yeah. You, know, and it, you know, so bringing people and bringing people to that understanding that's not the measuring stick that we're being compared against right and when we compare ourselves to the proper measuring stick none of us are righteous none of us deserve but it, it, are going to heaven but absolutely it goes against our human nature yeah. our human nature is 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 i'm better than i'm better than dan or i'm better than you know i'm, I'm not saying i'm better well, than dan i was comparing myself to myself for the longest time right. because like i in my early 20s had struggled with drug addiction and I believed that there was a God. I believed that Jesus was the Son of God. Like, if anyone had asked me that, I would have said, yeah, yeah, that's what I believe. I remember your dad asked <laughs> me. The first time I met Rob's dad, he uh, comes up to me and he goes, you know, we had just drove from Maine to Ohio, and he goes, you saved? I was like, I don't know. What does your definition of saved mean? <laughs> and he goes, well, it means that you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, I just, I didn't have a clue. Um, you know, like, I, I did believe that Jesus was the Son of God, but I also believed that because I was a functioning member of society and I was being productive, that surely I was going to get to heaven based on that because, like, I wasn't, you know, out smoking crack and shooting heroin anymore. You know, like, I was going to college. I was holding a job, like had a boyfriend that wasn't a felon <laughs> so like things were going good and so I had assumed like because I was being a functioning member of society that like if anything should happen to me I would definitely get into heaven but I can actually remember the day that I got saved it was like right over there somewhere and um 
I remember Pastor Williams was preaching on the Ten Commandments, and he was talking about like lying, and he was like saying if you was someone who had a lifestyle of lying, and I did because like I was struggling with bulimia, which is like a very secretive kind of disorder, and as you can tell, my previous life was a mess, <laughs> um, and so there was a lot of lying and hiding and deception and things that went into that, and like I had realized. Um, that I was a chronic liar, that I was a pathological liar, and that was like my lifestyle. And it was in that moment that I realized like, even me at my very best wasn't gonna get me into heaven. You know, it wasn't gonna be anything that I could do um, to get there. So it kind of ties in with Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory. And like, trust me, like, even at my best, like, I wasn't, I wasn't hitting the bar. Um, but, you know, ultimately it's, not our works that are going to get us there. Right, and, and, and these are the truths. That, but there's a uh, lot of people that believe that. Like, I'll, I think well, a big part of the population thinks that. I know it sound, It seems like we might be belaboring the point, but you cannot stress this enough. Your, uh, Doug came up to you and asked you, are you saved? And you're yeah. like, yeah, sure I am. Because you knew a little bit about yeah. it. And it is so easy for somebody to know just a little bit yeah. about the Bible or know a little bit about the verses yeah. and get themselves into a lot of trouble because they've convinced themselves, yeah. I'm a good person. Yeah, I'm saved because I'm a good person. Right. And I get saved every day. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my first response. But, but I mean, the thing is, is you, at that point in time, you believed that. I and did. I truly believed that, yeah. If somebody had tried to talk to you about the verses right then and there, it wouldn't have done any good and it probably would have done a lot more harm. Yeah, because had someone laid out to the Romans road to me during that time, I would, I would have said, well, yeah, I believe all of that, but like the knowledge wasn't sinking to my heart. Right. And, and, that, and that's, that brings the other point to this. is, is there, there are two things that are necessary for salvation. One is the word of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. That's Romans chapter 10. It's the, that's the very end of, in fact, it's not even really part of the, the I like to add it to the, yeah. to the, to the Roman road. Rob's but, detour off the Roman road. But, but, the, but the other part is, uh, is the necessity of the, the, the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah. and, and that partly that has to do with the, the sensitivity of the person that, that you're dealing with. Um, they just may not be in a place where, where they're ready to be saved. Um, and it takes the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we've been preaching through John. We, we preached on the, uh, we did a lesson on the Holy Spirit last week, and the Holy Spirit convicts of sin. The Holy mm -hmm. Spirit is the one who convicts of a lack of righteousness and of the judgment to come. Without that Holy Spirit, those are just verses, and that's all knowledge. It's not until it becomes personal uh, that that, uh, and, and that's a work of the Holy Spirit. I can convince, I can browbeat somebody into getting saved. I can, I can convince them that they need to be saved, um, but only the Holy Spirit can save them. That's, that's a work of the spirit, um, but, uh, but yeah, you're right. It's it, and I, I am grateful for that my dad. My dad knew enough at the time that she wasn't saved. My, you know, I grew up in church. They still <laughs> loved me and made me feel welcome and like felt like I was one of them. Yeah. You know? and I, I, I at that at that point in time, I'd run away. I was running away from the Lord, and uh, and I I was trying to pretend like. 
we were going to church and trying yeah. to pretend like remember the whole was... ride you was like drilling me don't yeah. say this don't say yeah. that like that yeah. it, like i remember you said not to say yeah. oh my if my and parents then... listen to this if... <laughs> <laughs> like he literally for like 12 hours drilled me on like things to like not say he's like definitely don't swear but but my but my dad knew enough um that yes, that was the first, his first question because it was something he was he truly was concerned yeah. with. Right, yeah. But yeah. he also recognized that she wasn't ready yet, yeah. and and he didn't. No, he didn't push it. He didn't it push it. He didn't. He didn't browbeat it. And uh, and uh, so. Did he say anything to you? Nope. No. Never said a word. You he told should've. me. <laughs> 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 yeah, but it's like we talk about the Romans road, but these truths are found throughout all of Scripture. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so this idea of our righteousness, we can go back to Isaiah six. Uh, yeah, Isaiah sixty-four verse six. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags. Yeah. And we all do fade as a leaf. In our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Yeah, and that's just one of many verses that we can go to outside of Romans. Yeah. You know that the entire Scripture just everywhere points to us that anything we can do, anything that we think we are, we don't measure up. Well, the the whole of Scripture, the purpose of of Scripture is to reveal God to us, reveal reveal us to us. Genesis chapter mm-hmm. one, two, and three talk about the fall of man. And the creation of man and the fall of man, and gives us the very first promise there, uh, that or knowledge that we need a savior. You know, they yes, they were told they were going to die, but and we all die physically, uh, but there was a spiritual death that took place right then and right there, uh, that separation from God, and that's and and you see you can see that all throughout the scripture and the pointing to the coming savior, um, Jesus Christ, um, and it, who wasn't revealed until. Uh, obviously the Gospels, but uh, but it's pointed to, and the, the symbolically it's all throughout the Old Testament um, that the shed, that the blood had to be shed. And, uh, for the, Just read Leviticus. <laughs> there is a lot of blood. <laughs> that tells, a lot of blood, and it tells you that you're just unworthy. It, it, it does, and, and it gives us the law, and the law, the law according to Galatians, according to Paul, is our schoolmaster. Yeah. It's there to show us that we fall short. That was um, how I got saved, was by the Ten Commandments being laid out, and, and when they were talking about tail-bearing and lying and a lifestyle of that, I'm like, and, guilty. And that's why those first two verses are really important, because... Uh, Romans three ten, Romans three twenty three, because like like you said, our normal view is is I'm a good person, or at least I'm not as bad as this person. But we all but we all fall short of God's glory. God is the standard of goodness. God is the standard of of moral purity. He yeah. is holy, and uh, and we all fall short of that. And and so. That's why we, those are the first two verses that we go to if we, if we are using the Romans Road. Um, but it shouldn't be the only verses we talk about. It shouldn't be the only, it shouldn't be, do you believe you're a sinner? They need to understand more than that. Right, because so what's so bad about being a sinner? If we're all sinners, why right. is it, why yeah, is it so a bad what? thing? <laughs> right, and, and, and exactly. And, and, and so, so with that, you know, when, when Paul led people to the Lord, he would spend hours or days talking to people. You go to the book of Acts at the end of the at the end of the book of Acts, he brought in all the all the leaders into to where he was imprisoned and he spent the entire day explaining Christ, who Christ was and the need for Christ. And trying to persuade and some believed and some didn't. And and there will be those that don't believe. You can lay it out perfectly where the where a child could understand yeah. and they could understand it but not believe it. Um, yeah. 
and, and, and you'll have others who the Holy Spirit will convict their heart and, and will draw them to him and they'll, they'll understand it. They'll, they'll believe it and they'll put the, their, their faith and trust in Christ. And that's, but again, that's why it's so, those first two verses are so important, and why they're also important because they, again, they all link to, to different truths uh, that are important. And the, the second part of Romans six twenty three, I think, is the, the third one yeah. on the list. And for the wages of sin is death. Okay, why, why is it important that I'm a sinner? You know, we're all sinners. I'm in the same boat as everybody else. Yes, you are. And these are the wages of sin, and it's death and it's separation from God for all, you know, for all eternity. And, and going through scripture and, and talking about uh, how, how God separates the righteous from the unrighteous and we're all unrighteous uh, but if, in the end that separation is is are you saved or are you not saved are you under the righteousness of Jesus Christ or are you under the you're trying to be under your own righteousness uh, where you're going to be cast into hell and the lake of fire for all eternity and while that's I know some people say well you're just trying to scare people mm. no yes and no because it is a terrifying thing if you really think about it. Um, but Paul said, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Um, I'm not trying to scare them into heaven. You have, but you I, have to understand. There's a danger. You have to understand everybody's a sinner. No one's righteous. Yep. And then you have to understand that there's a penalty, there's a penalty for yes. that. And until you understand that, it, you know. <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no need to be saved. Uh, what, what am I being saved from? Okay, I'm a sinner. So what? Well, I, I heard a, um, I can't think of the name of the preacher. Um, there's a lot of them. Yeah, there's, <laughs> but he said, you know, somebody um, driving through a school zone and you're speeding through a school zone and you, you get a ticket and you didn't realize you had a ticket and somebody pays that ticket for you. And, um, you know, I come up to you and say, Rob, I did you a solid, you know, you were speeding through that church, that school zone and I paid it for you. Okay, thanks. Well, that's a whole lot different than if you're speeding through that school zone and a policeman stops you, pulls you out of the car and says, you were doing double the speed limit, I'm taking you to jail. Yeah. Oh, well, so-and-so decided to you know, pay your fine and you're completely good to go. It's right. like it never even happened. Totally different circumstance because you understand the severity of your crime right. yeah. in the second example. And that's and, but and that's something that uh, again the Holy Spirit convicts of, of judgment to come. You know, it's uh, we, we 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 show them the verses and say, okay, this is judgment. But but until that that conviction comes about, the the, the knowledge is nothing. You know, that's like saying, okay, one day one day you're going to die. Well, we all know that. I'm not afraid of it. I mean, I don't want it to happen today, but I'm not afraid of it happening. Uh, but you, you know, but but the guy walks in holding the gun to my forehead, and my knees might shake a little bit because you know I, today's the day. It's uh, a little more real. It, it's a yeah. whole lot more real. But again, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, but again, these are these are truths that we need to present and allow the Holy Spirit, uh, having prayed and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us, uh, that, uh, that then they can uh, not just understand, but. Uh, but be convicted of the truth of it. But, uh, so then we're given a gift. I mean, you, you talked Romans 6.23, you used the first part of it, for the wages of sin is death. But the second part of that, but the gift of God mm -hmm. is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, and then I like tying that in, obviously, with 5a, Romans 5a, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Mm. And there's so many times I reminisce and I think about that, that before the world was created, before I was born, before any of this, as God was thinking about what he was going to do, he knew Adam and Eve were going to sin. He knew judgment was going to have to be passed on mankind. And he made that preparation that Christ was going to die for us and present us that gift. And it just, whenever I think about it, it just boggles the mind that he went ahead and he created the world anyways. Yeah. But he did it out of love for us. It's all, right. it, it has to do with, with his goodness. It's not because he thought we would, we, we ultimately deserved it. We we, all, we obviously don't. Um, but it, it comes down to the fact that, that, uh, that, he, that he loves us. And he created us for that fellowship. Right. Um, and uh, and so, so there, there are two two big uh, truths with those two verses. One is it's a gift. It's not something that I've done to earn it. It's not something that's because I'm special. It's, it's come from the, the goodness of God. It's a gift. All I have to do is receive it. Um, and then the second is it's because of, uh, it's because of God's love. But God commands his love in that while we were still sinners. Uh, it, it, it wasn't looking ahead to what we were going to be. It was he did it. He loved us in our sin. Yes. And uh, we, that's something that we, we struggle with. And a lot of times we'll talk about the, the judgment and forget this part. And this is the most important part. Uh, while we talk, about, you know, we talk about the judgment, we don't necessarily always talk about the love of God. And, but the, the God, God cannot, his nature can't uh, contradict himself. Um, so how could he be just and holy and judge us? But it, but yet didn't take us to heaven. He had to send Christ. It had, right. to, be, had to do with his love. And uh, so, so yes, uh, and this is, uh, this is w- once they get to the, a lot of times we skip the conviction part of it and, and uh, we'll present them with the answer to the problem before they re- even realize that there's a problem. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, another uh, a huge truth. And that, that same truth is, is all throughout scripture. Right. Um, it's not just in these verses, um, but uh, uh, these are simple verses that you can memorize and that, that God can bring back to memory when you're talking to somebody um, so that you don't necessarily have to, but you can memorize the other, the other verses just as well. John 3.16, for God's love of the world, he gave his only begotten son. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's all throughout scripture. Um, 3.17, he came not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It, it, it's all, it, it all has to do with the same, the same subject. I do have those verses on the paper for you. Well, you do. Yeah. Right now, so you can actually quote them verses. Correctly. Correctly. Instead of of my my paraphrase. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I I was thinking of you. There you go. Verses of the show. Yeah, we're we're not using our Bibles tonight. We're using our cheat sheets. (laughs) Hey, I've I've got my Bible open, and I even brought my phone up. I brought my... For those of you watching me play on my phone... He's not paying attention. I'm not paying attention. He's not on Facebook. (laughs) I was specifically looking at Acts 8, um, chapter 8, uh, the story of Philip and the eunuch. Mm -hmm. And Mm. it it was just bringing bringing to mind, and I was going to talk about it later, but um, Philip didn't use Romans Road at all. I mean, Romans didn't exist at that time. But... He used where the eunuch was studying. He was studying in Isaiah, talking about the coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. And he sat down, discussed where he was reading, 
explained what it meant, and the eunuch asked um, in eight. Uh, well, in 834, and the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water, what doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went both down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized them. But the specifically, they didn't say, they didn't have a prayer that they, they sat there and said. They didn't have, you know, you have the, they didn't have this list of verses. He went through where he was reading and explained to it what it meant. He preached to him who Jesus was and what Jesus meant. Right. And then he said, and the eunuch understood baptism, and he's like, whoa. You can do this, but if you do it, you this you this is what you have to believe. You must believe in Jesus Christ with all your heart, within mm. your heart. And he did, and then he went and got baptized. And that's what it takes. The understanding with the Holy Spirit enveloped on you to be able to understand that you're a sinner and that it, and these verses help can help with that. Yeah. But they're not necessary. Right. And you hit on a key thing with just with, the, with evangelism or witnessing to anybody is you, you find out where they're at. Um, exactly. And, and, and at you, the revival, that was always like the first thing I would say, like when a lady would come forward during the invitation and wanted to talk to someone, I found this to be really helpful to kind of gauge like, okay, what's, what's going on? Where are they at? Are they looking to get saved? Are they burdened about something else? And usually I would just open with, what's on your heart? And then, you know, they just let it rip. <laughs> and, and, and specifically with that, we're talking about somebody who's been sitting under the preaching of yes. the Word of God. Yeah. So God's already dealing with them. They're just, they're ready. Like it's, it, 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 there have been times when I talk to, talk to people at that point in time, there's nothing you need to do. Yeah. Um, right. they, they, they're they all right. ready. Like, I just want to get saved. Let me get saved. Will you please? I can remember a, a, a somebody at a camp. I led the Lord uh, before. In fact, before camp even started, it was I preached the message and it came to me after the best the message of just the, the group from our church, and uh, somebody who made a profession of faith, but he goes, "I'm not saved." I know I'm not saved, and I said, "Well, let's go talk." He goes, "You don't understand. I'm not saved." And he went through all the scriptures. And he goes, "This was." He goes, "If I was saved, I wouldn't be doing this, 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 and this." Yeah. Okay, well, let's just go ahead. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, uh, he didn't need me to, to lead him through anything. He just needed me to get out of his way and let him, let him do his thing. Yeah. Um, I know when I got saved, I believe I got saved the moment I was sitting in that chair and it finally just all, it's almost like a dropping feeling. All that knowledge from your head just like sinks down to your heart and you realize. <laughs> and I literally, the second church got out, I went to my car and I cried the whole way home to Bangor yeah. because I realized like my whole life that like, you know, I wasn't getting to heaven based on anything I could do. It was like, you know, I was, wasn't actually vocalizing anything, but like what was on my heart was that like, even at my best, I wasn't going to make it and that I needed Jesus to, to, to help me and to save me. And so then the following weekend, I had gone to your house, and at that time, he was away from the Lord. 
um, you know, not really involved in church or anything. And I had told him, I had asked, I said, you know, how can I know for sure if I'm saved? Because, like, I didn't, I was, like, I had heard probably the Romans wrote or something. I don't remember. But, like, I just wanted to make sure that I had, you know, that I really was saved. Because at that point, like, I really, really wanted the security of knowing where I'd be spending eternity. And so, like, I don't know, you rattled off some verses, but I don't even know what they were. <laughs> it was the Romans road, honestly. It, 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 I can remember asking me, I'm like, I am not the yeah. right, right person to be asking. question that somebody was backslidden. I've been to Bible college. I, you know, I, I grew up in church, I, I, and I've been saved for years. I, I knew what to say, but I knew I wasn't the person to, to, to really Honestly, I didn't ask. think he was... That backslidden, like to me, you was a saint. Well, <laughs> like, your, your, your standard of saint was very low. We we, we need <laughs> to come back to Romans three twenty three. Yes, <laughs> using the wrong measuring stick here. Exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, but I can remember asking asking me, and I went through it. And I said, "I'm not the one you should be asking." But yeah. here are the verses that anybody would show you. Um, but you really need to talk to Pastor Williams, yeah. or <laughs> and, and uh, but. But it's, it, getting back to those that that, that truth of, of of Christ being the uh, the payment for our sin that's something that really needs explanation, right? And just quoting a couple of verses that that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life of Jesus Christ the Lord, and that but God commanded His love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Uh, you can say that and say, okay, I believe you just died for me. No, do you really understand what this means? Right. Yeah. God yeah. took what you know. It takes. It takes. We need to make sure that we take the time to really talk somebody through to understand that truth. And again, it's only the Holy Spirit that does the conviction. Um, but but. We don't want to blow by any one of these things, um, and that's again. I guess I'm trying to be careful that that we that somebody listening doesn't get the idea that they should just go out. And, you know, these are the verses. And okay, now you're saved, because again, that's that's dangerous. It will do, it will do so much more harm. Um, and the uh, the one person that may get saved uh, by you doing that is is counter, is, is counterproductive because. 50 other people that may do it, um, you know, are will never accept Christ because in their mind somewhere they prayed a prayer, and and yeah, and I've so seen that it's in my own family. it's it's so important that that there is a true understanding of these truths. It's not just do you really believe it? Do you really really believe it? Um, it no, it's more has, has, are you convicted of this? And yeah, in fact, most time when I get to, when I get to the end of it, I said I said if you would like to, I said but you know. You don't have to. In fact, I almost try to talk people out of praying. Right? <laughs> Not that I really want to talk them out of it, but I really I want to see if if they really want it or if it's just they if they're doing it because. Well, I mean, we we've talked all about this, but it, I, I mean, it specifically we we kind of got ahead of it just because in Romans nine, sorry, Romans ten mm. nine and ten. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Mm -hmm. And this is absolutely true, but this is where you have to be careful that to not sit there and say, well, you need to say these words yeah. and you shall be saved. Because that's not what's saving you. 
Our faith is what saves us. Our faith is what's saving us in the conversion in the heart. Um, and the, the confession is just something because it's been changed in the heart and you confess it, not because I said these words, therefore my heart will change. There's actually a huge debate going on right now that I've, I've noticed between, between pastors, which is terrible because, um, uh, it, because the world looks at, and you guys can't even agree on how to get to heaven. <laughs> so, but, so we need to be careful about, about all that. But uh, it's, you know, some people are, are dead set on you have to pray or you're not saved. If but but it's, so there's, you got to be careful of the whole sinner's prayer thing. I don't believe that's, that's necessary. Um, the Bible says we're, we're saved by faith. But I do believe this, um, that if there is real faith, there will be prayer. And it may not be at that exact second that they get saved, but there will be prayer. Um, I, you know, I, I, I can think of when um, I got saved. You know, it, it brought me to a point where I was ready to pray. I just last night we preached out of a Psalm 107, 107 and it gives it gives. Four. Hey, we were paying attention. Yeah. We both said 107. You were. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he was here, but you weren't. So you were watching online. Praise the Lord! Somebody was watching online. I was here. I was up in the booth. <laughs> yeah, the sound booth. Last night. Yeah. It's oh, Sunday. Sorry, I'm thinking Wednesday. Oh, wow. My, my days are so mixed up. You only work one day a week, Rob. Come on. That's, that's right. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. Um, but, uh, you know, four different situations. Um, talk, but each one brought the person to a point where they, they called out to God and God heard them and God delivered them from the circumstances. Well, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. The act of speaking, i.e. work of man, is not what saves you. It, nope. The gift of God is what saves you, and the acceptance of that gift. Yeah. Good point. Uh, absolutely. I, 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 again, we're not, we don't disagree. Uh, I think when you get saved, there's a natural desire to want to communicate with God. Like when I had immediately realized that I wasn't getting to heaven on my, on my own works, even as I'm sobbing the whole ride home, I'm telling God that I'm sorry. Right. And, and, and that's what but I that's mean. prayer. It doesn't it seem like, like it. It wasn't like me bowing my head and praying with somebody. You know, like I, it was me driving with like tears running down my face saying, God, I am so sorry. Like, yeah, I am not worthy of and, and that's the point that I was making. It's, while, while you may get the person standing up and rushing uh, to, the, to the altar because they. I was rushing to my car. Uh, because uh, God's convicted them. You know, did they get saved when their knees hit the floor, they started praying, or did they get saved when they stood up? And, tried, and ran to the altar. You know, I, I believe they got saved the minute they, they went to the altar yeah. to, to seek it because while they were standing and moving to the altar in their heart, they were humbly coming to, you know, the they purposed themselves for it. Right. Um, so, so do they need to utter a prayer to be saved? No, because sometimes that they may never get a chance to utter a, a prayer before they get before they die. Um, uh, but I do ultimately believe that it will at some point. Um, uh, bring them to prayer, whether it's in front of somebody or uh, I, I think I, I'm thinking of a situation. And I, I can't name, name the person because they may listen, uh, but they I don't know how many times they raise their hand for prayer in, in the uh, during at the end of the service, but would but would never go forward to, to be dealt with, and I'd ask them and and not ready, not ready, and one day they stopped raising their hand and. 
And uh, it, when I, when we did a little bit, when we asked about what happened um, that week on the on, on Friday, um, they just came to a point where God had convicted them. And yes, they knew they were they, they knew they needed to be saved, but they did they hadn't been brought to the point where they were ready yet. Uh, but when that point came, they fell to their knees and they asked God to save them. You know, it was. Missed that one. Just kidding. <laughs> no, but that, but you know, it was. But for me, that was even better because it wasn't something that was scripted. It wasn't something that was like emotions that, that were manufactured. It was. It was that. It was that Psalm one hundred seven. They were brought to their knees by God um, to. Okay, now I'm ready. Yeah. God heard them and God got saved them. But, uh, um, but and that and that comes down to and that's so the argument that they we're hearing or the they're debate that I'm seeing right now is what does it mean the confessing of your mouth is it is it a verbal is it is it really coming from your heart and, and it, the Bible says we're saved by faith and we're not saved by by words that come out of our mouth um, but it, when we're but we will be if we refuse to confess the Christ is that Jesus is our, is our Savior then then there's no yeah then there's no real salvation there either um, so we need to be careful of that but um, and it goes on to say, it says uh, that uh, how shall they call on, on whom they've not believed, and how shall they believe without you know, a preacher? And so that brings it right back around to the need for evangelism. Um, you know, we we have we have the scripture, and honestly, if you, if you're saved, then if you're true, if you're really saved, you have enough understanding of the truth of the word. Mm-hmm. That you can find the passages of scripture. You may not, you may not have them marked. Google is your friend. Google can be your friend. <laughs> Don't be careful of Google. Yeah. Uh, uh, but your Bible is your friend. Do, do a little Bible study. You can mark the Romans Road or other verses. Um, but here's a here's a here's a question. I don't know how long we've been going. Um, Fifty minutes. Fifty minutes. Oh goodness. Maybe this be uh, for for next time. Uh, just a thought, but. But why, or why is it um, that that we, not not just this group here, uh, but Christians in America specifically, um, are so lax in getting the the gospel out um, when it's a, rejected in other places a whole lot more, and the result of I'll just give you, I'll give you the, the testimony we read was uh, T. Ganesh Kumar uh, is one of the missionaries that we support. And his he got saved as, a, or he wanted to start, go, or he was going to church as a child. Um, his parents would let him go. His mother was a, she wasn't a priestess, but she was, um, she was, um, according to his testimony, she was possessed by, by spirits during certain the uh, holy days, um, drums would be beaten. She would kind of like go out of her body. She would walk in fire, put her hand, or well, not walk in fire, but put her hands in boiling water, and it was and not get burnt. I mean, it was, and and they let him go to church, and he let him go to church because he got candy. Um, but one day he told his mom that he wanted to be a, a, a Christian, or that he wanted to become a Christian. Um, he was he was convinced of of, of Christ. Uh, being the savior, and she said, "Well, that's you know, there are th- we have a million and a half gods. You'll worship one of them," and uh, 
and he said, and she said, he can heal us. You know, he he can forgive us, and and, and she, with all the things that she did at the temple, um, there was an illness that she had that that uh, could never be taken care of, and and he and uh, so he began to pray that, that God would heal her because she said if if God would heal her, she'd become a Christian. Um, over a period of time, three or four months uh, later, um, her sickness was gone. And she started going to church with him, and she got, they both got saved. Um, and, and then they began to pray for his dad, who, would, who was persecuting them because they were going to church, and he persecuted all the Christians. He would beat them in the streets um, as they were preaching. And, uh, and then he got saved, and now he's been planting churches and, and reaching young people for Christ for, for years, and God's blessing his ministry. But what really touched my heart was his, his mother and father go out three times a week uh, sharing the gospel, getting physically beaten, um, and willing to do it. Where you know the biggest thing that we get is you know a, a snide look or a comment or somebody saying you know just not letting us in or or you don't want to talk to us. But yet they they go out all the time and they're seeing fruit. I'm not saying that's the best way to do it, but listen, there there's a billion people in India. You know, there's 18,000 people here. We're not going to sit down and have coffee with with all of them. We have to have that conversation somehow. And how are we going to reach them if we don't ever talk to them? Yeah. And, and and we can invite them all, but how many of them are going to come to church? Some will. How many of them are going to hear a podcast? Some will. Uh, maybe, because they have to say, oh, it's a church podcast. I want to listen to that. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's it, So there's got to be some kind of evangelism outside of the four walls of the church and and what are we doing or, or what will it take or, I don't know uh, what can we do um, beyond this to start that conversation um, to, to to invite folks to church um, but more importantly to invite them to Christ um, but uh, but uh, I, I don't know about you um, the rest of you but uh, I've had a good time with all of this um, and as we're drawn to a close, and I did this last week as well, but if you've heard these, you know, some of these truths we're talking about the Romans Road, and you are not a Christian, I, can, I, I do want to tell you that God loves you, and that Jesus Christ did die for your sins. Um, the gospel is does confront us, and it does convict us, um, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel guilty. I, I am as guilty as anybody else, uh, but, but uh, I am grateful that Jesus died, not just for me, but for all of us. And uh, I would invite you to reach out to us, uh, call us, um, email us, with, I don't know, whatever, however information is out there. Uh, please uh, get a hold of us, and we'll, I'd gladly share, share with you what the Bible has to say about how you can know for sure that you're on your way to heaven. Should we close in prayer? Close in prayer. Right. Father God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for the time that we have here. Lord, I pray that you bless it. Lord, I pray that you would take every word from here. Uh, not that we said, Lord, but every word of yours and, and use it. Father, your word promises it won't come back void. I pray that you would help us to be better witnesses of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, there's power in the gospel. Lord, it has power to change uh, hearts and lives, Lord, and to give life. And uh, Father, I thank you for what you've given to us. Lord, I pray that you would continue to bless and work in the lives of those that hear this. And uh, Lord, may, may somebody uh, be encouraged to, to share the gospel. Lord, and if someone is lost that's never, that's never trusted Christ as their Savior, they hear these truths, Lord, may, 
May you touch their heart. Draw them to you, Lord, that they might come to you for salvation. We thank you, Father, for all you do. Bless us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to a Closer Walk podcast, an outreach ministry of Fellowship Baptist Church in Augusta, Maine. We hope this was an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ. If you would like to get in touch with us for prayer or questions, you can find us online at fellowshipbaptist-me.org or by calling 207-622-4817. Thanks for listening, and may you continue to grow closer in your walk with Him.